0: Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Today we're catching up with Variskin. Code is VAR, trading on the ASX at 3.1 cents for a market cap of around 8.2 million. Now, Variskin has other interests, but since 2019, its focus has very much been on zinc in northern Spain. The zinc focus has been well-timed too with the galvanizing and increasingly green metal, a star performer on the price front in the last couple of years. Zinc rose 32% in 2021 to an average of US $1.36 a pound, and is now trading at US $1.64 a pound, which is a 21% improvement on the 2021 average. So historically, a long-run zinc price of around $1.10 a pound is a good place for all involved. So clearly, it's a case of happy days are here for the zinc producers and explorers. Now we have Variscan CEO Stuart Dixon with us today to fill us in on the company's story. But before introducing Stuart, I'll just mention here that Variscan is a very lightly capitalized explorer with pure leverage to exploration success in its Spanish zinc hunt, in and around historical operations that were all high-grade producers of the vessel in their day. So with that, it's g'day Stuart, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi Barry, good to join you.
0: Great. Stuart, um, could you give us, the listeners, a bit of an overview of the 2019 entry into Northern Spain projects, just what you picked up, the nature of the deal? So
1: 2019 was a transformational year for the company in acquiring um, what we believe to be two extremely high quality, high grade uh, zinc uh, assets in um, Spain. They are both um, former producing uh, uh, areas, um, it, both regionally and also the projects are centered on former producing mines. So we have the adage past production, future potential. So the, the, the projects were significantly de risked, but we still believe there to be um, significant upside and um, future potential from them. So, two projects. Uh, the first one is in the north of Spain, that's the Novalas Udias project. Uh, that's in the region of Cantabria. Um, it's not a region that's, um, that's well known uh, for, uh, for for many things other than for a little bit of agriculture, uh, fishing, uh, and Santander Bank. Um, but actually what it is, is also is a extremely high quality zinc ore field, which was home to uh, the Rio Sin mine, which was um, one of the world's largest NVT uh, deposits operated by Extrata up until 2003. So that had a resource of over 60 million tons, 7% zinc and 1% lead. So really great address to be in. And we'll probably talk a little bit more about that in detail as as we go on. The second project is Guajaraz. This is an hour south of Madrid in uh, Castilla-La Mancha region, um, which is right in the center of Spain. And again, that's uh, more of a polymetallic, but again, zinc-rich deposit. And that's centered on the former uh, La Unión mine, um, and again, has um, his, uh, significant historical resources and mining activity in that area. But our, we're very clear our primary focus is in the north on the Valez project.
0: Mm. Now, I mentioned uh, the move in 2019 into the zinc uh, project in Sway, Very nicely timed, given what's happened with the zinc price since. I'm just wondering, um, given the, the production history of these uh, operations in the past, very high grade, obvious... Uh, benefits to be had from some modern day exploration looking for both extensional sure. positions and uh, new deposits. How was it that a uh, company of uh, your size was able to uh, snare that deal? Well, I think um,
1: we were right at the vanguard of um, of what was a change in approach um, regionally in, in Cantabria. The government changed land use laws. They opened up a tender and a uh, Private Equity Group actually um, saw that and um, we did the deal with them subsequently. And I think what you're seeing there there in the north was a realisation that, hey, um, mining has brought prosperity to this region historically. It's in our DNA. And now that um, there's a realisation that supply chains are more vulnerable, Europe needs more metal, Europe needs more supply, local supply of metal. And so, um, you know, uh, good old-fashioned entrepreneurialism in the junior sector allowed uh, allowed that deal to happen.
0: Okay, one. okay let's uh, stick in the north. The focus seems to be very much on Novalis where there's, uh, I get a sense, there's a twin focus. There's both... Uh, a sense of a near-term development opportunities, so I guess, from and uh, uh, ore or uh, unmined positions at the end of uh, when the mine was closed. And also regionally, a bit more regionally, a uh, potential for discovering big new deposits.
1: That, that's right. There's a, there's a twin strategy to, to drive growth and value. Um, but all of that stems from the overarching strategy for ourselves um, to reignite zinc production in northern Spain and to resource the energy transition um, that we're seeing not only in Europe, but around the world. And so we have a clear strategy to supply zinc, which is a critical metal. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been classified as such now by, by many authorities. So um, let's just deal with the the production side of, of life, first of all. Um, the Novala project is centered around the San Jose mine. Um, we've been uh, exploring the San Jose mine now uh, extensively for what is uh, a couple of years. Uh, we've had two successful drill campaigns. Our maiden uh, underground drilling campaign was launched last year. Sorry, it was announced last year, around about 12, yeah, 12 months ago, where we had some absolutely stellar results, which showed huge climb in share price and really demonstrated the fact that, yes, there is remnant ore here. Um, yes, we have found uh, lower-lying lenses within the mine. So the mine was drilled actually upwards into a hillside rather than down, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we found additional ore, ore, ore pockets. So that's that. That was a great win. We followed that up with a second campaign. Uh, we've re- we produced again more high-quality results. And if you look at our last set of underground drilling results, as Kind of four and a half meters at 22% zinc, six meters at 10% zinc, 11 meters at 5% zinc. So, you know, it, it's, it's undeniable that, that there's still ore in this uh, in San Jose. And that's really um, now going to be the focus of seeing what the potential for that could be to bring that back in production. And that's um, looking at what, um, what kind of numbers we can put around the, um, the potential resource um, inventory there. And then also looking at kind of a concept study to what would it take to bring that back into production because a lot of the um, the mine development is in great shape uh, and I can say that because I walked it all uh, yesterday uh, having just flown back overnight um, it's in great shape uh, it's all in situ and you know we're going to seek to leverage that and uh, it, it's that, that that's the plan for for early stage production uh, the next day sorry the second limb of our strategy is seeking a significant regional resource akin to Rio Sin. Rio Sin is only nine kilometers from uh, our project area. Um, And um, we are fulfilling that strategy um, again with a recent announcement uh, that we have commenced a surface drilling campaign over some of that um, exploration packages we call the Buena Aura area. Um, And that's again off the back of very successful exploration um, having announced um, a really successful geophysical survey which just really highlighted some of the scale of, uh, of, of mineralization potential uh, in and around not only the former mine area but also in the wider area too so um, yeah exciting times for us in how we're delivering those that twin strategy
0: well, just in the uh, in the, the broader area the well, gray fields, that's one of a better expression. Has sure. there been much exploration in uh, recent decades, uh, looking for another San Jose or a recon?
1: Um, so the answer is no. I mean, I, I think uh, I wrote in the press release that we, the, 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 the exploration area package of Bruno Oro has not been drilled for over three decades. Right. Um, so um, that strikes me that it, it, it is severely underexplored. Under, under um, there are small-scale workings uh, over this area, multiple small-scale workings. Very shallow, um, broadly unsophisticated. So again, we're seeing, you know, possibly a read across from what we're seeing at San Jose that, you know, perhaps the uh, the easy, um, uh, shallow lying ore has perhaps been uh, been exploited in some way. But in no way do we believe that uh, this ore field has been fully de- depleted, and, and our exploration results are, are, are proving that. So um, you know, we're seeing plenty of upside, underexplored. Uh, area, but, but but at the same time quite de-risked because we know um, that that folks were able to, were able to exploit this reasonably successful at much lower metal prices, and I know um, you're probably going to touch touch on that uh, as we progress.
0: Mm. If we uh, move down to uh, south of Madrid, at the other project, whose name I won't try and pronounce again, the uh, <clears throat> polymetallic uh, brownfield play. What's uh, what's the story there? Do you, is... You doing much work there or you're still very focused uh, up north?
1: Um yes, we have. we have um like all um small smaller companies, you have to be really focused with your your capital and resource allocation. Um and so we have un- unashamedly focused on Navalis, because that's where we see um greater potential, uh lower risk and being able to deliver it uh more quickly. Um so um I hope most people would agree that that's that's logical. Um, At the same time though, we have been uh, quietly getting on with um, a lot of the more um, rudimentary parts of exploration in the mapping, um, some of the um, sampling side of life with um, soils and um, geochem uh, with rock uh, rock chip sampling. And they've all turned back great results. Uh, We have our license renewal pending in that area. Uh, and whilst it's pending, um, we still have the benefit of a, of a valid license. And, you know, it, it's, it's all written in law that, that, that this will be renewed. So we're just waiting for that formality to, to happen. We do have ambitious plans to to also conduct a geophysical survey down there. Um, and we expect that to, to highlight uh, and illuminate the potential of that wider area as it has done in the north. And then we have plans to drill it um, going forward as well. Um, there's unashamedly, you know, it's um it's it's going at a, a slower slower rate than we are in the in the north. Um but we see you know building a portfolio of um you know, zinc led assets um to be to be really exciting. So um more on Guajaras uh, to to follow, um but um yeah well positioned.
0: Okay. Uh Spain as a, a place for a ASX listed junior uh, to be uh, spending exploration dollars. H- how are you finding it? Um, any particular challenges?
1: Well, well, it's easy to talk about the challenges in, a, in any project, but I'd rather talk about the benefits of being in Spain um, because I do think it's overlooked as a, as a mining uh, jurisdiction. Um, it's, um, it's, been, it's been classified as one of the most important mining areas for critical raw materials globally. Uh, And that's not my analysis. That's um, some some German work uh, that's been done, and and they're pretty good at analysis. It's one of Europe's largest copper-producing countries. Um, It's obviously attracted global investment dollars from uh, the likes of of Sanfar acquiring Matzer in a billion-dollar deal uh, last year. You know, you have many other global producers such as Lumbin First Quantum, um, all operating in Spain. So, Mm. you know... It's 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 a proven mining uh, jurisdiction in my mind. Um, that said, there are some uh, challenges, like all jurisdictions, and let's let's be upfront uh, about it. Um, we're in Europe, and Europe um, for many decades made a conscious decision to shift away from mining, in particular coal mining, and that's what really led it. And so, so I do fear that um, some of the historical backdrop has been tarnished with, with with a with the quite right shift away from 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 coal production in some of these areas um, and what you're seeing now is very much a resurgence of um a positive policy environment and i mentioned that, that 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 some of the laws have been changed to specifically encourage exploration in cantabria but what i should also point out is that re, um the decision making and policy around mineral resource exploration in Spain is devolved to the regions so what we're doing in the north is not always analogous to what's happening in the south or the east mm-hmm. or the west and so you know when you know we all know that certain companies have, ha- have had their own particular challenges for various different reasons and they could be geographical they could be commodity based they could be all sorts of different reasons behind it so one needs to look on a stock specific issue rather than generalizing around around Spain that said um, we found it you know I've, I've been in and out of of, of the government uh, buildings in santander in, in the north with an extremely progressive relationship with them um, we have got the permits that we, we require but that has taken longer than we would expect to and, and that frankly that's a lack of match practice yeah. um there's no way there's no two ways to say it they would admit it themselves you know we haven't done this for a while and you know we've got to get everybody. On, on the on the journey with us. And that includes a very high environmental standard, and we're okay with that. Yeah. Um, that's about responsibly mining. Um, Europe, you, you know, policy bureaucrats, they recognize that, um, you know, a relocalization of mining is required and will need to happen in, in these countries and, and in these regions. So, and that's being led by the European Union themselves. Um, And so actually what you're seeing now is what was probably a a fairly, you know, clunky, not sure um, approach to mining, uh, you know, hesitant approach to mining possibly in the past, certainly seeing now um, very much people recognizing the importance of ethical supply, security of supply, um, the economic benefits of being a responsible miner. In these areas and we're benefiting from that there's no two ways about it you know our social license is fantastic you know i stopped stopped in the local shops yesterday see the mayor you know hi you know it's all great and particularly in the regions where we're operating or the villages which we're operating in, the mining mm. culture is in their dna they're used to mine and they're the yeah. first people to say, hey my grandfather worked in that mine you know we've still got some of the pictures and you know when can we have some jobs um, you know, can we? is there anything we can do we'd like to be part of the supply chain, part of your labor force? So, you know, there is there's very much a resurgence in mining. And I think particularly at the smaller end as well, um, you're going to see that probably be more successful than huge, large um, open pit style operations, which you may be more familiar with, you know, in Australia and, and Canada in particular.
0: Mm, okay. I guess we should talk about zinc. Uh, what's your view? The uh, I've mentioned the uh, stellar price performance the last couple of years. Uh, what do you see driving that, and is it sustainable? <laughs> um, yeah, we 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 picked it picked it perfectly, didn't we? But you
1: know, actually, I mean, I've been a big big fan of zinc for, for many years before that. Um, and you know, I think we're seeing a number of you know macro factors which have all driven into a high high zinc price. You know, predominantly it's around refined zinc. Um, as uh, reduced output. Um, you know, you've, you've, you're seeing a shortfall of 300,000 tons of uh, refined uh, this year. That's the second consecutive year of deficit. Um, and what's happening is European smelters, in particular, have crunched um, output because of power prices, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Europe accounts for around 15% of global zinc refining capacity. So it's significant. Uh, particularly what we're seeing up here. But obviously there's a wider global um, factor here. Um, and, and, you know, when I think about that refining capacity, you know, I should point out that the world's second largest zinc smelter, uh, San Juan, um, owned by Glencore, who's only 80 k's away from our Nevada's project and actually had the benefit of being hosted by them earlier in the year. So, you know, the refined side's interesting. I don't see it changing. Actually, I think high energy prices Um, in this part of the world are here to stay um, at least for the short to medium term Um, and so I would consequently expect to see price uh, remain elevated particularly as I see on the demand side um, Mm -hmm. that continue to perform strongly with you know as I mentioned at the top of the piece you know zinc increasingly having exposure to the energy transition theme uh, particularly around um, its usage in renewables increasingly around batteries and battery storage. So um, yeah, I mean, we, we were trading close to 15 year highs um, uh, despite a full pipeline of concentrate. And I'll talk about the production side in a minute. Um, so, you know, that for me bodes well that there is pent up demand for, um, for zinc. On um, the production side, you know, uh, 4% recovery post COVID last year. We're looking at 2020, similar output growth um, outside of China, 4%. Um, so zinc, there's, you know, there's plenty of zinc concentrates knocking around uh, broadly. Um, I think you've got to look where they're coming from mm-hmm. and the, the price of how they're being produced, um, certainly, although, you know, uh, because you have seen a little rise in uh, treatment charges, um, you know, up to around 230 dollars per tonne from 160 in 2021. So, um, you know, that tells me that, you know, there's plenty of production um, to meet that demand. But remember, we've also got very low inventories and, you know, inventories have, have certainly fallen around 60 to 70% um, in this in this part of the world as well. So it's a very good time to be exposed to zinc. Um, we're very happy with it. And frankly, that's what's driving me to look at early stage cash flows. You know, it's nuts to, to sit here and watch a very high price environment um, pass you by because you're so focused on jumping through some of the the normal expiration steps. So you know we, we're prepared to, to think different, act differently, to try and um, exploit um, a very favourable pricing
0: environment. Okay. Now you've got a lot on the go. How's the company off for cash?
1: So last um, reported cash in our quarterly um, just 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 gone was uh, just a smidgen over three million bucks um so current drilling campaign um some of the workflows that i've alluded to is fully funded no uh, two ways about it um and you know we are you know we're uh, very mean with our cash in, in certain places which is a good thing um and you know we we'll be looking to um to to deliver on what i've said you know the surface drilling uh, we're pregnant with um with assays from from San Jose um, and you know as i said we'll be moving into to trying to to uh, produce some kind of estimates around scope and uh, scale of the potentials of the projects that we have and I think there'll be value levers um, and um, you know should be should be favorable for what we want to do going forward so yeah're we're, we're in a good space um, and positioned for more news more growth and um, yeah and I think it's a, a, a I'll say it if you won't you know hideously undervalued uh, stock when you look at the market capitalization um, and then the ev after after you deduct cash it you know these are these are just great entry prices for for folks who are who are looking at this story
0: uh, i was wondering when i was looking at the company and then switched across to see what the market cap was and the thought occurred to me that if this was i don't know in north queensland or uh, those zinc uh, areas in wa the market cap would be a multiple of what it is so this a uh, disconnect here I guess between the market perhaps it's because of the Spanish location but as you pointed out Osminos Minimals has just spent more than a billion dollars there buying the Matza project so there's a disconnect uh, and as you go through you touch there that you'll eventually get to the um, uh, resource position then the scoping studies and uh, into production I guess the re-rating will occur some some point along the line
1: well, it should. I mean, there, there, there is a disconnect. Um, I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, there's broadly a disconnect between equities and commodity prices, I think, um, more widely. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, poor me. Um, but um, I think when you look at Veriskin as a specific stock, you know, we've delivered on everything. I challenge anybody to to, to see where we failed to deliver in, in everything that we said we'd, we'd do. Um i grade is king uh, i'm sure that's one of your mantras and i th- I think I think i've heard you say it um and you know we 've got high grade deposits, so there is an opportunity there is a disconnect and um you know perhaps there are some perceptions about Spain, but I have a very simple offer to anybody who's listening or you know is 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 talk to me uh come visit um we actually I was actually hosting a mining engineer uh, this week. Uh, I've got more mining engineers coming from Australia actually next week on site. Um, you know, so if you want to know more about what it's like, don't read about it, mm. hear about it, see it. Uh, and so we're open for uh, for business for, for that. And um, you know, we're trying our best to to bring it to life visually for in a in a virtual sense as well.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Fascinated by the uh, the upside that uh, looks to be ahead of the company, particularly with those sort of grades and uh, the historic uh, credentials of these projects. So. We'll be watching with interest and uh, wish you best luck with it all. So thanks for your time today.
1: Thanks, Barry. Really enjoyable.